0: Second um, my hand. Um, March second, I the Alameda uh, County Parks, Recreation,
1: mm-hmm. and Responsible Commission. There is. Mm-hmm. Let's look that. Usually, my voice projects so much I forget that I'm being recorded, so I need to have that done. So, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um,
0: would the commissioners like to stand? <laughs> okay, the
2: America, for one nation liberty and
0: for all. i I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm i
1: uh, it is important for us to make our land acknowledgement that we, the um, Alameda County Park, Park and Historic Commission, recognizes and appreciates the Indigenous people who lived in this area for thousands of years in relative farming And that's out of the way. For this would you roll call, please? Yes. Uh,
3: Commissioner Willis.
2: Here.
3: Commissioner Barley. Here. Commissioner Menard. Here. Commissioner Patterson? Here. Uh, Commissioner Schmelz is uh, running late, so he should be here later. And uh, Chair McKnight here. here. We have a quorum present. That's great. So first
1: thing we do after vote call is give the public an opportunity to speak on items that are not on our agenda. Um, each speaker would have three minutes to share their thoughts. And if anyone uh, zooming in on this meeting today would like to say anything, please digitally raise your hand and
0: Liz will let you get in.
3: And I, I just wanted to mention uh, before we start that since this is the first of our sort of semi hybrid meetings, um, we we don't have full hybrid capabilities like um, we have for for some of the, the county meetings, but um, we do um, we do have some people attending um, remotely. And um, for those of you who are uh, attending on Zoom, you uh, presumably can hear us. Um, And you will be able to see uh, presentations because those will be uh, broadcast on zoom but you uh, obviously cannot see what's going on in in the hearing room because we we aren't set up with cameras yet so uh, and and you will be able to um uh, speak on items on the agenda so we do have a raised hand so i'll to
0: talk. Go ahead and
4: speak. Thank you. First off, uh, you know, This is the Parks, Recreation and Historical Commission, if if you remember. And uh, there are, uh, in Castor Valley, there's a number of parks where the Alameda County Public Works Agency has destroyed park access. So just because we have parks doesn't mean that they're really working, functioning as parks because people can't get to them. Uh, There's a a road west of Lake Chabot that is closed. There's a Redwood Road uh, east of that lake that is closed. There's a Palomares Road that is closed, and there's an A Street right next to the Ruby uh, Meadows development. That re- road is uh, destroyed by, uh, imp- by lack of planning. The bank collapsed. Uh, they, they had a flood control channel. Their own flood control channel, dist- uh, a creek, San Lorenzo Creek, their own creek destroyed their own road. Uh, and, and thankfully, they're all under the same management. So the same manager is responsible for both the flood destruction and for the road, uh, road embankment. And the uh, same thing that's going on in Sonal at the uh, Foothill Road, right? Uh, Foothill. The uh, main entrance to Pleasanton Ridge is closed because Foothill Road ha- is closed today. Um, but uh, and also um, in there's a small hamlet, you know, as a historical commission. Remember, I said you were the historical commission too. Um, the Alameda County on February 2nd approved um, a major change to one of the smallest hamlets in uh, and most historical hamlets in Alameda County. It's called Mountain House. Now, Mountain House is actually originally in Alameda County and it's uh, got a bar there and it's got a few houses there. And it's got a inside the bar is a statue of uh, 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 a uh, a mural of uh, Sonny Barger, an famous American. And uh, it also has uh, um, uh, it, it was a stop on the uh, um, uh, traditional route in 1849 between uh, the Bay Area and Stockton. This is a tremendously historical town, the town of Mountain House. And what is Alameda County going to do to it? Without consulting the Historical Commission, well, Alameda County has agreed to accept $8 million and build uh, two roundabouts. One of them is going to be in, in the middle of, of, uh, of Mountain House, a roundabout with uh, you know two lanes in each direction. So that's going to vastly increase the traffic carrying capacity of uh, Altamont Pass Road and of Grant Line Road. And it's going to vastly uh, change the nature and character, the historical character of Mountain House. Um, and it's going to uh, add to traffic, and and it's um, uh, it's it's really going to make a, a huge change to to this town that nobody's ever heard of. And it's uh, a very historic change, very historic little uh, hamlet. Um, and I really think that the, this commission should should be paying attention to these things. Thank you. Thank you for your
1: comments, Ken. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to say
0: about a topic that's not on the agenda? Chair Andy, there are no raised hands. OK,
1: Well then, uh, we will move on to approving the minutes from our last meeting on February second. Uh, does anyone have any corrections or, would
0: like to say minutes? I think I. Yeah, Yeah, I have one correction on page two. uh, First sentence
3: Uh, it says Lackless Tank House on the first sentence, and it is uh, the last tank house in Castor Valley, not Lackless.
0: Commission sure. uh, uh, I mean, not yeah. um, Commissioner not right. By the view. Give me fifteen seconds. <laughs> no, I have so. I have a correction
1: on the uh, near the bottom of page three. Five lines from the bottom says that the chair said Mills Act is a carrot <laughs> and wishes that something <laughs> there was something else for property owners. Um, it's like a carrot <laughs> in the sense that it's incentive. I don't think that it actually is a carrot. Um, it's
0: like a carrot. So that's one thing that I I noticed that, that I appreciate having that changed. I also on page four, the top, the end of the top paragraph.
1: I'm not entirely sure what I said that where I said that I noted the same thing happens at the county level. Um, Apparently, Commissioner Farley had indicated there were two historic homes on B Street owned by Caltrans, and no one was there to protect them. Liz noted this was a whole other issue. State-owned buildings are not protected by local ordinances, and I noted that the same thing happens at the county level. I. Don't know that I understand that, <laughs> so I don't want to say that I put forth the idea that state or that local ordinances aren't protecting things at the county level because they are. I mean, I think they are. And it's just fixed that particularly, but it wasn't exactly
0: what I wanted to have come across, and um, that's it. good perfect. I'll second. Wonderful. Um, you would, would you like to, Oh, we can also,
1: all all in favor.
5: <laughs> we don't have to roll call this, do we? Oh, well, do we?
3: Since people can't see you, mm-hmm. if, if we had cameras and people could see you raise your hands, then it could happen. Since they can't, I think it would be a good idea to to do roll call.
0: Okay. um Then how about you do roll call? Now that we have a second. Uh, Commissioner Willis? Yes. Commissioner Barley? Aye. Commissioner Menard? Yes. Yeah. Commissioner Patterson? Yes. And Chair McKnight? Yes. And it's our approved. Thank you. Now, well, um, on to
1: any staff reports to might you might want to know about i don't have a chair report so if staff has a staff report
2: they
3: don't have anything to report
1: well then let's move on to new business just for clarification the mailed copy of the agenda is the current agenda correct the one that was
3: mailed to us? I, I presume so.
1: I just didn't know if there had been an update last since this was mailed out. Um, and regarding new business, um, actually, I'm going to refer back to the minutes that said that um, we had a open forum topic that was brought up last week. And that I asked at the end of the open forum if we could schedule that on our for our next meeting. On our agenda, and it's not here on our agenda so that's the topic is it makes me wonder what happened to the topic of the discussion of the firehouse.
3: It's listed at the bottom of the agenda as a future agenda item.
1: Oh, so like, okay not a specific one. So mm-hmm. why didn't it get specifically agenda through? It wasn't clear to me that you
3: wanted it at this meeting. I thought it was just a future meeting since we were talking about the um, the next topic. Okay, but I thought we could wait till the next
2: meeting.
1: Okay, um, okay, great. Well, then at the end of this meeting, we'll put it on the schedule for next meeting. Um, thank you for clarifying that for me. Um, so new business number one is Reviewing the county ordinance code section as 17.62.150, the proposed demolition or relocation of buildings or structures that are at least 50 years old.
0: So that was a document that was sent to us with our agenda. And in in the process of sharing my screen. I'm not sure if this is coming up on the screens in front of you or
3: not. Um, It's also projected behind you. Um, But this was a a topic that came up uh, at the last meeting uh, in um, connection with a discussion about a tank house that uh, was approved for demolition. So, this is the uh, section of the county code that um, dictates the process for um, considering um, buildings that have been uh, proposed or, or there's been an application file for demolition or relocation. Um, these are buildings that are over or uh, at least 50 years old. Um, and I, I would just mention that since we've been doing this. Um, I've never seen an application for a building that would be relocated, that was proposed to be relocated, but the the ordinance does come down as well. The process that's laid out in the ordinance for uh, screening demolition permits, um, this applies to um, proposed uh, demolition or relocation of a building or structure that is at least 50 years old. Uh, if the building or structure is not currently on the county register and is not a subject of a pending nomination to the register. So if if it is, if there's a building that's listed on the register uh, that someone proposes to demolish or move, um, that would go, um, that would skip this um, screening process and it would um, automatically require uh, an uh, application for a uh, uh, certificate of appropriateness, which would come directly to this commission. So this is just for buildings that are at least 50 years old and not on the, the county register. Uh, the application is referred to the planning director, and this is the, the, the property owner or their representative would fill out an application form that requests um, Information about the age of the building and, and the architectural style and. and um, any uh, known history and um, you know, the, the materials that the, the buildings. Uh, constructed uh, from. Um, so that application is referred to the planning director to allow the director to make a preliminary determination of whether the structure meets the criteria of a landmark. Within 45 days of receipt of a complete application, the planning director shall make a preliminary determination of whether the building or structure is eligible for listing on the register. And uh, the the way this uh, happens is that um, the application comes to us as staff. And staff reviews information submitted with the application and other available records, like assessor's records and maps and, and anything else that we have access to, and makes the determination. Um, the planning director is required in the ordinance to notify the property owner of the preliminary determination. So, um, if the planning director determines that the building or structure is eligible for consideration for listing on the register, the applicant shall be informed that a certificate of appropriateness is required for such demolition, and review of the proposed demolition shall then proceed according to the certificate of appropriateness uh, review procedures uh, outlined in um, a later section of the the code. Um, and this process includes referral to your commission. What um, we've been doing, the, the process that we've sort of developed um, um, since we've been uh, implementing this ordinance, is that the, the planning de- uh, director hasn't been determining um you know decisively that that the building is um eligible for the register um but if it it looks like a building that that could be uh, um if there's some question um we as staff have been referring it to our commission and then uh leaving it to you to decide if um if you think it's worth um assuming consideration of whether it's uh, might be eligible for the register uh, or, or might have some uh, historical significance uh, and, and what has happened in in, uh, in the past is that uh, your commission has uh, asked the property owner to prepare a historical assessment um, by a or architectural historian. To provide uh, some additional information about the, the potential um, historical value of the property, um, if the planning director determines that the building or structure is not eligible for listing on the uh, county register, the permit to demolish or relocate the building or structure shall be issued without further restrictions under this chapter. So. Uh, Um, There are many, or not many, there are the, more often than not, when we receive an application like this, um, it's for uh, some kind of building that does not have uh, historical significance. It's um, maybe a, a... 1970s tract house or something like that. Um, so um, there are applications for demolition uh, of buildings that we do not refer to you. Um, I believe the last uh, building we did refer to you was uh, a house on Lorena in uh, Castro Valley. so a, a ranch style house that uh, it had some uh, historical significance uh, in in terms of being part of the agricultural past of of Castro Valley. Uh, In in that case, um, you requested that the property owner prepare a a historical assessment uh, and the the property owner decided instead of doing that to um, uh, redesign their proposed development. Uh, they, they have uh, some townhouses proposed uh, on, the, on the property, and um, that they are now planning to um, keep the, the house on the property and, and add some townhouses
0: over, over to the side. So that application did not come back to your commission. I don't know the paper.
3: Linda, can you speak? These microphones are really fussy. You have to speak directly into it. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, can you tell me what the, the information you're reading from? Is that from planning department document, or is that from the um, historical
0: ordinance? The, it's from the ordinance. The ordinance. Actually, the, the chair should be recognizing that. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah. uh, Commissioner Menard. Thank
6: you. Uh, a couple of things. Traditionally, uh, historic preservation also includes uh, major remodels or remodels over a certain size. I didn't see this in the ordinance. Uh,
0: was that an intentional uh, or oversight? Um, I. Don't recall. I mean, it, that would have been
3: something that may have been considered when when the ordinance was written back in 2010 or something like that. Um, I don't recall what the discussion of, of remodeling
6: was. One more question: if if this is a, if a property is deemed to be Eligible for the historical register does that uh, right now the historical register has to have the approval of the property owner, does this subvert the property owners rights to keep it off the register.
3: No, um, this process would only. um, Consider whether uh, the building. Uh, or structure is eligible for the register. It would put it, uh, it, on, it, the it, would put it on the register.
6: So. Uh, declared as eligible. Right. Like one of the listed houses that we have from the census.
3: Right. Right. Okay. So, um, it, you know, it, it, it might be something that, that you know, the property owner could be asked if they would be willing to have it listed, I guess, but, but yeah. I, Go ahead, Commissioner Willis. Yes. So there are several things that we study to uh, to determine if if the property is eligible for the registry. Can you tell me on what basis the planning director decided that this property was not eligible? Um, This particular. Well, that's actually the next. Agenda items. If you want to move on, um, yeah, we could,
1: we could do that. But I do have I have another um, question. So this discusses that if it's not on the register and the planning director determines that it could be a, a potentially historic resource, then it comes. So the decision is made: potential, no potential. If it's no potential, then. The, Demo permit decision. If it is a potential, then it gets referred to us for the certificate of appropriateness. So, if it is one of the eleven or twelve properties that exists on our county register, then it would automatically come to us because it's already deemed a historic. Because this sort of talks more about the planning director's uh, power to determine whether or not something is has the potential to be on it. So, how again does this apply to? public property because we have been in this commission for at least a couple years now trying desperately to halt the demolition of quite a few buildings from everything from white cotton to the nike site to the castor valley library to the structure that shall not be mentioned in this meeting <laughs> but there's lots of other i mean there's quite a few but they all are owned by the government and so does this completely fall short of, I mean, of the intent of the of the ordinance in the first place is what my question is, is because if the majority of the buildings that are old enough and have enough historic significance to the community, that the community wants to protect them. And then, but those buildings are all exempt from this because they are owned by government agencies. Um, I can see that that puts us in a pickle and how things don't get mentioned. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm confused by this. I'm definitely confused by this.
3: But actually, well, you've become aware about several proposed demolitions of public buildings because uh, the uh, demolition of uh, public uh, historical resource is considered, uh, uh, an impact on, oh, yeah. so yeah. they, they require, uh, environmental review
1: and again, that doesn't include us necessarily, um, because this is this code pretty much outlines our authority of what we are tasked to do as a commission beyond Sending advising to the supervisors. This is what our major task is to do: is to issue certificates, not issue them. Recommend certificates of appropriateness to the planning director, um, as again an advisory body. Which I'm happy to be, but I just don't necessarily see how relevant this is to the destruction of historic resources that we've dealt with since I've been on the commission, but yes. um,
0: Farming, Commissioner Farming, sorry. I I, I travel extensively
5: and I go to other counties and I see that they preserve their historical landmarks by building around and using the development. When they develop land, they actually put the historical, like Oakley, for example, they have a water tower. Well, they left the water tower and they built the development around the water tower. So the water tower is still there, you can see it. So it's really neat and it's unique. So I think Alameda County should do a better job of preserving by doing the historical developments within the development itself. That way, at least you save the historical landmark and also try to keep the old trees and incorporate that in. So the thing we're an advisory panel, so I'm I'm advising that we try to do development where we keep the historical stuff, build around it, at least we have our historical so people because once you tear it down, no generations will see it. And and this is why the devil. Right? Yeah, that's why. So I, if you take a tour around some of the other counties, they do this. And I think Alameda County should too. That input, yes, to me. Oh. OK. Go
6: ahead, Commissioner Batson. Uh Rhetorical question, probably lengthy. Uh, if we look at this water tower,
0: is it up to us or the planning director to keep it? Well, again, this is the next item, but um, the, uh,
3: the water tower was considered last May. So the decision's already been made. <laughs> okay. Yes. Commissioner Willis. So when it's appropriate, I'd like to go through what again what the process was that the decision was made without our uh, knowledge. That's the next item if they want to move on to the next item well, actually I'd like to stick on the side for a second because
1: it says here that the planning director can determine if it has any it's not already on our list and obviously the planning director determined that it had no potential historic significance. Because if they determine it's not eligible for listing on the register, the permit to demolish or relocate or the structure shall be issued without further restrictions under this chapter. So all the planning director has to do is say no, there's no historic significance to that and then that's it, they, they don't have to refer to us. They don't have to they don't have to do anything other than make their own decision about whether or not it is potentially a historic resource and then clearly in
6: this instance the planning director did not believe this building was if if i look at what's on our screen right now uh, first paragraph last uh, sentence review of the proposed demolition shall then proceed according to the certificate of appropriateness review procedures outlined in section 17.62.160 Includes referral to PRHC, which
1: is us, right? And that's if the planning director finds in the affirmative, yes, there is historic merit to this, to the structure. If not, then the per- permit to demolish shall be issued straight away without restriction. I'm sorry, if I'm naive. How did it end up on our desk? That's a great question. So now I think we can move on to the next item, unless. Unless any other commissioners have anything else specifically about the ordinance. I'm, I'm, uh, uh,
2: yes, uh, Commissioner. Uh, oh my gosh.
7: No, it's Menard, thank you. Thank
1: <laughs> I was going to call you Commissioner Al. That's, that,
6: <laughs> uh, that'll sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. This ordinance is set up, you know, truly uh, historical significance is. Uh, it's a subjective subject. Uh, it, you can't just say, "Okay, this building, but I, is because of this, is and this, it, it's historic." You've got to do a lot of other things. And and I, I've I've seen buildings and uh, other structures that have had modifications to them that have deteriorated or have taken away the historical significance of them. And and it depends on. Who's reviewing the property as to how tight the restriction is as to uh, whether it's historic or not? The California State Historic Preservation Office normally says that if um, a building has additions on it that can be removed without destroying the building, the, without uh, making it, you know, without changing the character too much. You can add those and you can subtract them without destroying the building everybody doesn't see that you know because sometimes they'll cut a hole in a wall and put an addition on and then they say well it's got a hole in the wall so we can't repair the hole in the wall uh, with similar material and truly you can but it, it's a little more work and it costs a little more money um, so it's, it's truly up to uh, whoever's going to make the review on these as to whether they're historic or not. But then there's one other recourse that we have. If, if somebody comes in and re- determines that we don't have the right to look at a building and we find out about it, when it goes to the Board of Supervisors, because it's going to end up going there, we can appeal that decision. And, and then have it brought back to us so we can decide whether it is historic or not historic. But then we've got to do due diligence to find out what buildings are, are scheduled for demolition and, and be on top of that all the time. And and so then we need uh, demolition uh, permits to find out what, what's being demolished. And so you have got like 45 days after a demolition permit uh, to, to
0: appeal it, and then you can appeal it to the board of supervisors. Uh, and I believe I'm correct. You know what that is? I am not aware of the ability to um,
3: appeal? A, appeal a demolition permit to the board
1: of supervisors. Or you can appeal um, the board's decisions, only right? you can appeal the planning commissions to the board, but you can't really appeal the board decisions on those. Thing.
3: The demolition permits are granted over the, the counter. Um, they're not. They don't, the, board of supervisors. they don't go to the board of supervisors. The, in the case of the, uh, the county owned buildings, um, those um, would go to the board of supervisors before they can be demolished because they're, they're county owned property and, and the county and the supervisors would have to um, authorize the demolition. Um, and um, certify the the uh, secret document. But um, if uh, so, somebody just wants to, uh, you know, demolish their house and build a new one or something like that. That does not require a new board of supervisors.
1: Okay. Um, well, a great example of it, and I guess this is, would be a great time to bring it up because it's technically not on the agenda, but a great example would be the the of a demolition that just went to the board of supervisors and was then postponed because of the tragic passing supervisor by it. But um, the we were sent the staff report for the uh, agenda item regarding the library in Valley, which is no longer um, it is a good example of that they are pro- they are proposing Demolition so that they can build housing there. county-owned building. It's a county-owned building, and it went to them, and we haven't had a chance to get our letter into the board, and they're making that decision. And the planning and the planning report, the staff report from planning mentions that we were told about it, but mentions nothing about our input. Whereas the input actually
3: your letter was sent to each of the supervisors. So why isn't that in the staff
1: report the max reaction the Veterans Association the, uh, all of those
3: were mentioned in the, the planning report. department didn't write that staff report that was written by the uh, economic and civic development staff but your letter was sent to each of the supervisors.
1: Yeah, that was a little discouraging to read that because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even mentioned in the staff report so I, um, yeah, that, there's a reasonable chance that our efforts with the um, with that kind not running but yeah, then mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: the question, so is that back on the board supervisors to vote on? Last I heard that was I don't I so. okay, so we're still the same spot that we were before. Okay.
1: Well then um if we're done talking about the code section.
6: It's just potential action. What's the action of potential?
3: I just put that on there just in case there was something that that you wanted to take action on, um, but that you're certainly not required to, to take anything, uh, take any kind of action. just wanted to allow for the possibility, uh, but I, I didn't anticipate any action.
1: Um, I was curious how there's, little explanation in here about how we make our recommendation to the planning director. Like there's no real, I mean, do we write an ordinance? Do we write a letter? Do we, after a meeting, do we have, I mean, the the process by which, um, is it the actual, do we have you guys draft, the staff draft a certificate of appropriateness that has justifications or, discussion that we had i mean how does that exactly work with giving our certificate of inappropriateness or appropriateness or whatever it is to the director Uh,
0: i didn't include
3: it in the the powerpoint but uh, in the attachment to your uh, agenda there's the it starts with the um the ordinance sections that I presented, and then uh, below that, there's the uh, the uh, certificate of appropriateness process. So basically, it comes to your commission. Um, staff provides a, a report that contains information about the property, and um, at least in the past, uh, a historical assessment has been prepared, uh, and then there are findings specified in the ordinance that um, your commission would have to be made would have to make um, either way in, in it,
1: it, right it indicates in the review procedures section B subsection B at the end that um, that anything that any recommend that we may recommend approval of the certificate um, approval with changes or may recommend denial. Um, And then any recommendation of the commission will be in writing and shall state the findings of facts and reasons relied upon to reach the recommendation and such recommendation shall be forwarded to the planning director. And then the director shall act upon that um, application within 105 days after filing the certificate. I was just curious about what's this Shelby in writing kind of thing. Like, I mean, we've done a couple of things. We've written letters to forward them to the Board of Supervisors. Um, we've done um, uh, what do they call it? No. resolutions, those are them. We've done resolutions to acknowledge certain things, including um, the retirement of the commission they're important things that we have deemed appropriate. Um, but this seems incredibly vague to me about about how this writing shall get to the planning director. And it's just because I don't think I'm aware in the time that I've been here that anything that we've done or decided, reviewed, observed, has ever gone to the planning director. I mean, has it?
2: I,
3: I, I work for the planning director, so in cases where so staff would me or whoever staff to your commission at the time would prepare a staff report which would include um, uh, draft findings based on the circumstances of the building uh, whatever you're you're considering um, and your commission could you know approve or not approve or modify the findings or, or take whatever action you want and then again whatever staff you have would present that to the planning director
1: yeah but based on this we've got 90 days from which the data was filed and since we meet once every 30 days if that we're going to be doing write-ups and then drafts and reviews of drafts i don't see how we could get that done in
6: 90 days but people you
5: ahead know. is it possible to have the planning director Give us uh, a demonstration of what his ideology is when he comes up to the determines whether something's not structural or not. Well,
3: it's a big secret. The planning director doesn't do all this work himself. Um, generally speaking, I or whoever is staffing your commission at the time reviews the application and. Um, and you know, uses the criteria in, in the ordinance and, and, and all that, prepares a staff report, and then uh, presents that to the planning director with a recommendation. The planning director reviews that staff report. And uh, if he agrees, then he, he signs a letter to the, the applicant um, with the, the, the findings. And that's sent to the applicant.
5: If how many? How many staff usually work on one of these proposals? Just one person.
3: But, but that's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, so it sounds like you made the recommendation. You were you were tasked with studying this particular demolition request, and did you have this information uh, saying this is like the fourth, fourth oldest building in Castro Valley? And again, this is the next item. Okay, I'm so, sorry. I'm not okay, clear.
4: Where, what now, item
3: it's, I'm sorry. Okay. okay, it's okay. Does anyone
1: have anything
6: else <laughs> to mention about this this agenda item? Yeah, no. the ordinance. Okay, okay. we have. And number one, we've reviewed the
1: ordinance. We have reviewed the ordinance. We do have some questions about it. I would say to close this, I, I will summarize our take on this. Um, we have um, some questions about it. Um, I think most of the questions were answered. Um, but we are more interested really in how this applies. This code applies to um, other agenda items and other Structures that we are considering in Alameda County as potentially historic. So, why don't we wrap this one up? Unless there's an idea for a motion that needs to go forth. Okay. Good. So, how about item number two, new business: proposed demolition of the tank house at 2850 Groveway and Castro Valley, um, in order for to create a four lot subdivision that was approved
0: on. Um, Last May, May fourth, twenty twenty two. I thought I would share um, some pictures that were provided with the
3: uh, application material for the the, um, the requested demolition.
1: I was a little disappointed with a map provided um, on this. I know on this document, which is probably a couple um, slides down. Um, but this map—what is this showing us? Where is this? Do you see this map? here?
3: Uh, um, that was the map that was provided. Uh, I think that was a. Uh, I know. Well, i I'm, I'll, I'm getting there. Okay, uh, uh Sorry. Commissioner Willis forwarded it. I think it was provided by Rick Kelly. Okay.
1: Uh, could someone better describe to me the location of where this is? Because I find this map insufficient to explain to me where this 2850 Groveway is.
3: It's um it doesn't actually front on Groveway, it's um to the north uh east of uh, the
0: intersection
6: of um, uh, Grove Way and Center, I think. Grove and Center. If I may, it's essentially Caddy Corner to Val's Hamburgers back in that area. So it's wedged between Grove and the Freeway and Center Street. So you're going up. Um, you're going up Grove. Right, and cross left. center. So yeah. you cross center.
1: So it's past the Chevron. It's, be,
6: it's before the Chevron station.
1: So it's before the Chevron on Grove. That's impossible. The Chevron's on the corner. Of the center, isn't it? On the, well, I guess it's the
6: southeast corner. It's, it's going towards California. If you were going. That's eastbound center. on the Way, right. and there's you a veer to left on center to get up to
0: um essentially east castor Boulevard, but it's way before that. okay um
1: i i in my mind right now thinking of the corner where there's an arco on one corner and there's a chevron on the opposite corner that Right here, I see yeah, center of grove. Oh, so it's actually up behind, it's up. Okay, I see where it is. It's more on center street, but it it frontage is supposed to be on Grove. So it must be a flag like. So Thank I you. see Starbucks here. If you look at
6: your screen, that's a it's a great.
1: Uh, oh, okay. I see where it is now. Oh, okay. I've never been back there before. I see what they're talking about. I've never been back there. So it's where the old Exit to the center street, the freeway used to be. I mean, I see that there,
0: that neighborhood. I've never been back there. How do you get there? Oh, okay. From Virgil's from or.
1: Okay. I see here. I've never been back there.
2: Oh.
1: Really? That one way also goes through that back street, the Greenview Drive. Okay. Um, I get it. Does anyone else want to look at this map? Well,
6: it's right on our screen
1: now. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a
0: yeah, that's a, that's a better picture than this is. This is on map. Okay, now that I know where it is, go ahead. Thank you. So, this
1: proposed demolition is going, uh, went to the MAC last April. And the MAC said they were cool with it.
2: And I, if I could. Can... Oh, go ahead. I thought um, well,
3: I, I, I well if you don't want to see the additional don't want to talk about, pictures, yeah. then
0: we do go know, ahead have to show me some stuff. We, um, have no, trouble here. no, while you're trying to get that together, I will make a note that I'm pretty sure there's a tank house at the corner of
1: Grove and Center. Um that Opens up on the center street, but there's a driveway right next to Chevron's place. Oh, on way back, there's a take back there, which is just like this one. I thought it was this, was it. So it might not be the last take in Castor Valley. Just, just this is an aside. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I just know of another take house looks almost exactly like this. It's still standing in
5: So, uh,
0: Go ahead. And
2: Kelly had a
5: raised hand. It noticed on here at
1: one point for this agenda uh, item. Oh, per- perhaps he had one for the last agenda item. Mm-hmm. Oops, I'm sorry, Kelly. I forgot. That's part of my responsibility as chair is to allow the public to speak on our items. And
4: I, yeah.
1: Uh, thank you. Uh, the unless you do them together. So uh, please go ahead, Kelly. I am very sorry.
4: Thank you. The uh, the. Uh, first off i'd like to 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 second or reissue the plea that i just heard of for for clarity on these uh, slides that uh, some some i was listening to slides i wasn't looking at them but i was looking at the last slide and uh, we we're being led through this fog this morass of uh, of uh, of uh, uh uh passive uh construction in english of uh of very very confusing and and unclear uh you know a legalistic language um such that but what i got out of it is if the uh planning director makes a decision which is uh, the decision to uh to to demolish something that doesn't require any justifications at all but if uh this commission makes any decisions which would uh, be the decision uh to um to uh it, well actually any either way uh I think any decision you make has to be fully documented. So, and then uh, if there's any appeal, sometimes I think uh, they're they're uh, the way they do it in the Public Works Agency. When they appeal a ministerial ruling of this like this, from the director makes a ruling, a lot of times they just go back to the same director with the appeal. So the director rules on his own appeal. That's been done before, for example, with the uh, uh, grading ordinance and stuff like this. So um, I wonder, kind of just uh, wonder whether that's that's the way you do it in the planning department too. Uh, you know, just have the people rule on their own appeals. It makes things easier because uh, they know why they dis- they made the decision in the first place. The director does, and then the, dir- the uh, director of the agency knows uh, how to uh, rule on the appeal. When it comes so it makes it real a lot easier a lot faster and um um the uh the, the 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 this language i mean oh if this if that if that if that this was so so confusing i would ask staff you know to kind of do a little bit of the work instead of just throwing all this uh massive verbiage at these people and, and at me um maybe you could boil it down and make like flow charts and simplify, you know, use active verbs, use short sentences, and uh, write it at like a fourth grade level for us, and we can actually see what it all means. Thanks.
0: Thank you for your input, Kelly. And it does,
1: in my opinion, bring up a very interesting point about um, that we are an advisory, therefore our advice has to be explained. And that is the way it is, and and that's the way why the director uh, was hired to do what he does. It is a, Um, but yeah, so we are advisory, and unfortunately, or fortunately, we get to explain ourselves when we make, or give elected officials and appointed, hired directors advice. Anyway, so back to our second item on our agenda. Um, Liz, are you prepared now to discuss what's on?
3: Well, I, I actually can't share my screen and um, allow people to talk at the same time. So I have I to quiet. Not you. I mean, <laughs> I allow the public to speak oh. on Zoom. It okay. takes some clicking to do.
0: so. Um, yeah. Just any. So, uh, you provi- uh, Linda. I'm sorry, you provided this document from the Mac yeah. um. Oh, okay. So they sent it to you. So, oh, a page in a book.
2: Oh,
1: okay. Okay, I get it.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for your contribution. Option four to update this. This map is not doesn't provide clarity.
1: Of location, but now that uh, we know where, or at least I know where it is, and everyone
0: else in the commission knows where it is. We're ready to hear all about what's going on here. So, are you ready? These are uh,
3: the pictures that were provided in your packet, um, and you can see the various views of the tank house and the the uh, primary house on the property. Uh, and it was uh, based on these photographs and other uh, information provided in the application packet. Um, it was determined that the, um, the both the house and the tank house had been substantially modified from their original condition and uh, lacked you know, historical Significance that they they once had.
0: Wasn't this sort of the same reasoning behind the Adobe
1: um, structure on Meekland that didn't have enough Adobe uh, been structurally modified to a point that made it not have enough historic merit to save, but to put a plaque there still. I mean, this thing kind of argument, right? That there's been modifications. So they basically decided that that there was enough modifications made to the original building that it no longer um, imbued historic value. And therefore um, could all be demolished to make for a new subdivision on the property that this sits on. That was the decision made by the planning director based on the staff report um, that was submitted in April of last year, 2022. Uh, approved in
3: April of last year. Uh, it's approved in May. Approved
2: in May. Okay.
3: Um, the, and actually, the building on Neeland, um, the PRHC at that time determined that it it, it wasn't it, it 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 was an Adobe structure, which made. Um, made it significant, but it was not a, an old building. Okay.
1: How does this, um, how, the fact that this is getting demolished, how does, like like Commissioner Patterson mentioned, how does this end up back on our plate? Or how did that set up on our plate for the first time? Like, why are okay. we just hearing about
3: this now? Because the process in the ordinance is that if it is determined to not uh, uh, be eligible for uh, as a landmark, it does not come to your commission. Exactly. So, why are we looking at? Because Commissioner Willis brought it to our attention. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yes, Commissioner Willis.
3: So, uh, so Liz, did you have this information? So. Did you have this information? We didn't have this, obviously, when you When the decision was made that it was not eligible for the registry, so um, what, what the information, information the, the photos here, etc. The, the photos I just showed you, I, right. right? Yes, yes, that was part of the application. Was well, and and what about this building um, has been modified? It looks like it's what like it looks like an original tank house so just curious um since it is you know one of the oldest houses left one of the tank houses um homes still standing in Castro Valley um and at what basis does it not um, have arch- architectural significance
1: going to remind you the planning director doesn't have to justify his reasoning. It doesn't have historic significance. So she may not, I mean, you might have an explanation, but just to remind you that the, the planning director can make that determination without any explanation of why. <laughs>
3: that, that's not true. There is a staff report, that, that a staff memo that, that's um, prepared. makes
1: determinations are different. I mean, the, the planning director doesn't always just agree with the staff report and just approve whatever staff recommends. I mean, the planning part, the director has autonomy. They rely on their staff for um, guidance and advice, uh, but truly the decision is not up to their staff, it's up to them. I mean, I'm just saying, the ordinance allows for them to make that decision. And there is no public record of what he caused. Him to decide that this didn't have significance other than what the staff report that said it did, and you disagree or said it didn't.
3: It, the, the planning director's decision was based on the findings of the staff report, which were that the tank house and the house no longer had or had, did not retain their historical significance. OK. So that's what,
2: whatever. So I,
3: I guess I would just like a, a little bit more clarification as to what was the criteria that it did not retain historical significance. Because it looks like, unlike the, the other building we're talking about, where there's no adobe left, it looks like there's pretty much everything in this tank house that was there starting in, the 1895 um, when it was was first built. So what what was the criteria that would be helpful? To uh, the windows and the doors are gone. Uh, the, it has stucco
0: siding on it. Um, I don't remember all the details right now off this top, the top of my head, but that's,
3: that's basically convenient. it. The house itself looked like it had um, been modified significantly and um, house. with various additions so the but i'm talking about just the
0: the tank house so it looks like maybe the windows are boarded over um, there's a lot of but they're not the original windows anymore if i
1: may i actually you have to wait for a second I recognize it, Commissioner
5: it. Is it based on uh, percentages, like how much percent of the building is? Are you guys when you do the reports, are you basing it on percentages,
0: like thirty percent is original, fifty percent? Are you doing, uh, you know, when you make? No, we don't have percentages. I, I think it's kind
1: of like uh, Commissioner Minard said; it's it's very subjective. But yes
6: I hear two issues uh, number one this was done at, without the Commission's knowledge and by this was done the the proposal to subdivide and, and move forward with this uh, redevelopment project I the second. Point I'm making is it's on our table now.
0: So, um, do we think that this tank house is worth saving? If so,
6: uh, then let's let's and I've used this term before I'm in a Zoom meeting. Let's raise the flag on this and um, make the powers that be, including the planning director and the staff that helped um with the original proposal uh, let them know that this is worth saving and that we want this tank house acknowledged in, in some capacity in some historical capacity it's, it's on our desk now right it's
1: it's not wasn't brought to us by planning staff so it, it it's not here for us to review for um potential saving unfortunately I, I,
6: fine with me uh it's it's i am looking at it i'm in this building i'm part of this commission right and i'm saying uh is it worth this committee to to say something up up the food chain uh up the chain of command to say that this is worth saving Does it did still stand i mean if the,
1: if the permit was issued a year ago it's altogether possible that it doesn't even stand anymore. Has anyone been by them?
3: I haven't been by recently. I think it's still there. Um,
1: I mean, in my misunderstanding, that the subdivision was approved. And part of the subdivision's plans is to demolish all the structures on the site, including the tank house.
3: That's
1: correct. um, and a demolition permit, if issued, is issued for a year? I mean, they have a year after it's issued to do the demo.
3: I'm not sure. Okay.
1: Um, I don't think, as far as I'm aware of, I don't think there's anything that we can do even on an advisory basis. Or other, I mean, we could even tell the press or whatever, sound an alarm or have a parade. I don't know, but I don't think we can stop this from being torn down at this point.
0: Yes, I'm sorry. Commissioner
7: Schmeltz. To uh, Commissioner Patterson's point is, yes, we really can't stop the demolition, but in the past we have made recommendations uh, about how to incorporate the historical significance of prior buildings or the area itself. So it would be sort of the purview of this commission to potentially make a resolution or a recommendation to say, if this is the process that's going on, to be that. included,
1: government even though it's also can. not in the resolution or in the ordinance of what our scope of abilities are, is to put terms of conditions into development projects that have already been approved. I mean, you can't come in after the fact and recommend that have an approval. Well,
2: it,
3: it, if I could suggest, you can't force anything at this point. You can't, you know, rescind the demolition permit, but you could, uh, if you wish to do so, request that. Um, there be some consideration for for keeping the tank house, maybe moving it. Who
1: would we make the request to, the planning director or to the
3: property owner? I would start with the planning director and um, and and then the, the planning director could um, convey that to the to the property owner.
1: Okay, and I think that sounds like a great idea then. Um, I, I my impression is from the reaction to this commission that we all have a reasonable interest in making that
3: request. Am <laughs> I right? Yes. Yes. So, yes. yes.
1: So um, go ahead, Linda. Yeah I, uh, yeah, I was just about to do that. Um, and, so I just want to make sure that everybody. Um, so, if there's anyone in the public that would like to talk about talking about here which is the upcoming demolition of this last one of the last tank houses in castor valley item number
0: two on our agenda there are no raised hands would
3: anyone like to make a motion regarding this
5: make a motion okay go for that we um uh... Adopt the findings that we all agreed upon that, that they reevaluate saving and kind of incorporating this
0: water tower in their development. We seconded. I are we allowed to have discussion about
1: whether or not we, we, we accept this or do we just vote?
0: You
3: can have discussion on the motion. Okay,
1: because I would like to suggest that possibly the other route that we've gone as a commission that has been effective is in identifying and marking locations that have historic significance when we can't save the structure that we make some note in the public domain plaque I don't know, something that says this once stood here maybe have a picture of it or something like this and say, this is our historic the recognition of this historic resource that is no longer here. And that I would think it would be more effective to request that sort of thing than to request trying
6: to save a building that's already been approved. But go ahead. Yes, Commissioner Minard. Yeah. The problem with recommending a plaque is that whoever is developing this property will take the easy way out and put a plaque in and demolish the building. I think the prior, the best way is to accept the motion here as it is to build the development around the tank house and highlight the tank house as a a major part of the development so that it's maybe the tank house development or something along that line, you know, because Castro Valley, one of the, I think their second library was in the tank house. So this could, this could have been the, I don't think it was, but uh, it's similar to what the library was in at one time, maybe 50, 60 years ago. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's better to try to preserve the building. You can always get a plaque down the road. Plaques are a dime a dozen. It's it's saving the building that's hard, and and I, I don't even want to mention putting a plaque up instead of saving the building. I I understand. Um, yes, Mr. Chair. Yeah, I think this commission
5: should start bringing in examples of developments that have saved historical sites and and incorporated that in their development, because I've seen some beautiful sites and kids for generations and generations can see this these tank houses, that are still standing because they built the development around the waterhouse and they made it like a central theme of their development
0: so i'm going to comment um
3: as much as i would have liked for this um tank house to be preserved and would have liked for our commission to have had the opportunity to review the history of this tank house um my sense is that this if the developer already has a permit to demolish that by the time we do a letter or do whatever we're going to do this house this is going to be gone i don't think it's. Sadly, I don't think it's worth our efforts.
6: I agree with you, Linda, but I, I think I, I think it helps if we put a letter in uh, to the record that we have objected to the demolition of this without a, a right to review. I agree with that. I, I agree with agree that, with that but um, <laughs>
3: to ask that be preserved. it's too late. And my concern is that there are so few houses that are on the historic register in Elmeda County that we're going to continue to lose. Um if, if the process is that the planning department decides on whatever basis that it's not something is not eligible to register, um then we're gonna miss a lot of buildings that um on the line. Maybe <laughs>
1: creating recognition of the fact that we object is.
3: I I would just add that that we don't just look at the the 11 buildings on the register, we do look at the the historical surveys and the the list that you brought up, the 2005 or 2007 list that that you discussed in the past. So we we don't just rely entirely on the the register.
2: I am here.
5: I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. We need to change the mindset. We change the mindset of the developers and we get them. To start thinking, well, wow, that would look nice if I, you know, put that in one development. We need to. This commission needs to rethink and get people to think of preserving
6: instead of demolishing. That's what we need to do. Comment.
0: Um,
6: yes, please. I totally agree uh, with what is saying, and uh, I think when you look at uh, what was described here, uh, somehow quote somehow this property survived intact. Um, There's a huge property that we saw across the street from the Ruby Street development that is empty, Uh, the uh, acres. Uh, And uh, I think getting a mindset to acknowledge the historical significance of these properties, these areas, I think is, is a, a first but very important step in um, a- addressing the history of Southern Alameda County. And uh, so it may be too late, but I think getting it down on paper, getting it addressed, I think is, it, it's urgent, it's important, and let's, let's do it. One more comment. Uh, Shining a light on these projects uh, that are potential demolitions uh, highlights them so that developers realize that these historic buildings are going to be uh, spotted by us and commented by us and the public at large is going to, to, because up until now, this has gone under the radar. And by us reviewing it and putting out a paper on it, we brought it into the forefront so that other developers will say, hey, these guys are serious about preserving historic buildings, and we need to be a little more careful about what we deserve preserve and what we acknowledge. And I think it's critical.
1: I have a question for Liz regarding um, the determination of the structures on this property, because as you had mentioned, there was a house and also this tank house, um, which was an improvement or accessory structure, definitely, um, separate from the dwelling itself. So had the dwelling had the majority of the um, modifications made to the exterior to diminish its historic um character, is there would there have been room in the findings for demolishing the house but not this tank house? Like could they have been separated from each other in the staff report, in the in the recommendation made to the planning director, and said, "Oh yeah, well, the tank house is amazing. Keep that. But the house, they've done too much stuff to it. You guys can go ahead and destroy that." I mean, of course, that's a very casual way of describing the staff report. But could it have? Could those two structures have been separated, or were they inextricably linked?
3: They they could have been considered separately, but I. It was uh my determination that they were equally modified, modified.
1: okay um commissioner Farley I'm sorry could you repeat your um motion. I'm sorry didn't you remember it yeah okay. the motion
3: wants to oh, be like And well. also you ha- you have a, a member of the public with their hand raised Oh,
0: someone oh. wants to speak now okay please please. This speak. Can you hear me?
8: Now we can. Okay, yeah. So, this is Rick Kelly. I'm the one that brought this uh, tank house to Linda's attention a little while back. Um, I just want to say that the conversation that you folks have been having is very heartening to me. Really, some new concepts that I hadn't thought about the idea of making a historical structure a centerpiece, um, you know, an item of attraction for a a new development is an interesting concept that I hadn't really heard of before. I'd be interested in learning about other developments. I guess people reference Contra Costa County where this has happened as an example. So I'm very pleased that uh, about a lot of the discussion, it's it's enlightened me in some ways. Um, The second part of it is I'm very concerned Well, you know, I've been studying Castor Valley history now for four plus years, and that's required me to interact with many organizations in Alameda County, Um, you know, the recorder's office, uh, the uh, uh, public works office, up to and including one meeting with Nate Miley. Um, And everywhere that I've interacted with these organizations in Alameda County, you know, I I get... (laughs) I guess I detect, it's like taking a biopsy and you find rot everywhere you you look. And this is another example of that. There's this process set up that's supposed to refer anything that could be historically significant to this committee. And it was bypassed in this obviously unusual case. I mean, take a look at this. How often do they see a tank house being demolished in Castro Valley? It's obviously an unusual case and should have been referred to the committee for, for consideration. Now, whether it's worth savings or not, that's, up to debate, um, but it should have been considered, in my opinion. You know, it's the same, for example, Alameda County has thrown away or lost all their old squatter records, the preemption records. Contra Costa County has digitized it. You can go look it up on their computer. But after four or five months and a, a California version of Freedom of Information request, um, the recorder's office finally admitted they don't have them anymore for Alameda County. Same thing with the uh, with the county maps at public works. They have very poor digitized images of the official county maps online and I said, "Well, let me look at the originals and maybe I can photograph them." They have no idea where the originals went to. And these are maps that the map collection that I'm talking about is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars on the open market and they have no idea where the originals went to. So, this is just another example where a process that designed to do something in Alameda County doesn't work. Uh, it's pretty clear in this case whether it's worth saving or not is debatable, but it should have been considered. That's it.
0: Thank you for your input. We appreciate that. That's uh, um, it.
5: I'm sure no. Farley to remember what he said for this motion. Ask the developer to reconsider saving the waterhouse and using it as part of the key point. Of their
1: development, hmm. tank house instead of the water house, <laughs> <laughs> You got
0: it. <laughs> okay, so um, is
3: that- yes, going to the developer. Going to I'm I'm a little bit unclear what this process is. It, this goes back to the planning department to ask the planning department to ask, ask the
5: developer to reconsider saving the water tank as tank house, as a, a main vocal point of the development. And I'm going to show examples next time I come to the meeting. I'm going to get the one in Brentwood, uh, Oakley that they kept the water tank and they built the development around. So uh, that's going to be the next meeting.
1: So your motion was seconded by
0: Commissioner Menard. Um, So, Liz, would you like to do roll call? Uh, Commissioner Willis, you can do the mic, please. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Commissioner Farley. Yes. Commissioner Menard. Commissioner Schmelz, yes. And Chair McNight, I'm going to say nay. Sorry, I missed Commissioner Patterson. I'm looking sideways.
1: I think the a's have it. (laughs) The yeses have it. So. Um, oh, well, that's that. Will that be is that now going to be a future agenda item because we have to draft a letter? Are we gonna have a presentation in our next meeting by Commissioner Farley? I think I didn't draft a letter now. We
5: can't uh, wait. I think it's, urgent. it's <laughs> urgent that we do this, and I think a letter should be. uh proposed right away and sent to all of us so we can get this uh, to the developer and to the planning commissioner.
3: I I will talk to the planning director about this and and communicate to the the developer uh, and and determine what next steps might be and report back to your commission at the next meeting. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: So let's move on to old business then. Oh, before I do that, we did hear from everyone in the public that wanted to speak, did we not? Okay, just want to make it clear. I don't want to skip over them again. They're an important part of this process. So we are now back to old business, and our first item of old business is our proposed historic district in the vicinity of A and Ruby Streets, Broadway, and San Lorenzo Creek. So do we have a subcommittee
6: update? I believe that would be me. And um, I did send an email to the subcommittee members, and I cc'd uh, our chair and Liz. I did not cc uh, two members of this committee, but I did propose uh, based on our walk. and. Uh, And our walk, uh, our is defined by uh, the members would be James, Ann, and myself. And we met uh, at essentially De Anza Park in the parking lot. And we walked um, along uh, Crescent Avenue to Ruby Street. And then down to the proposed area, uh, saw where the old piano um, house building is watched them put rock down on San San Lorenzo Creek. It was very noisy, Uh, came back the same way, uh, but we did uh, go to the uh, area where two creeks converge right at Carlos B Park. And in discussion, we came up with a triangular area, essentially uh, Groveway, A Street to the creek, just past the bridge following the creek all the way up um, through Carlos B Park. Um, that would be the um, preliminary designated historical uh, district, if you will. Um, it would include uh, uh, some points that were very strategic, Were one, A Street is the original Lincoln Highway. Uh, and uh, continues to be part of the Lincoln Highway. Don't want to miss that. Number two, right where uh, the whole Ruby Street development in San Lorenzo Creek is, is where the uh, Ohlone tribe um, uh, settled and and, uh, used that as uh, uh, an area uh, to uh, live and fish. And Dr. Maris, and Um, has uh, uh, significant information about that. Um, So uh, plus there's a lot of trees and a lot of uh, vegetation and a lot of wildlife in the area that um, it would be nice to preserve and acknowledge um, using this historical district um, template. Uh, So we at least settled on an area triangular in shape uh, to begin the discussion for the historical district uh, it's been the name is is still uh, if anything dynamic uh it's been called the hatchery it's been called uh, something else i knew that ann had mentioned in the afternoon that she was willing to uh, um, come up with some other names to to assist us, Um, but we do have the area designated. We just don't have a specific name. Right now it's the Hatchery, uh, Hayward Hatchery uh, District,
0: Historical District. That's my report. Um, For geographic clarification,
6: northern boundary of your um, proposed district is Groveway? Groveway, um, right where Carlos B Park is. Wait, so that's the sort of the northern,
1: northwestern apex? Northwestern
6: uh, corner. Okay. Groveway all the way to uh, essentially the A Street. Uh, A Street, follow A Street all the way down, because you can go that way. Um, to the bridge, 4th
0: Street. Named after uh, uh, the president of the uh, Board of Supervisors,
6: the Dunn Street Bridge. And uh, that's where the creek is, San Lorenzo Creek. And then we follow the creek all the way up through Japanese gardens, uh, uh, following the creek all the way up to Carlos B Park, and include uh, Carlos B Park, which would also include the Building that, that James, you've mentioned before, we uh, talked about at this committee as well. Um, so that
0: would be our Hayward Hatchery Historical District. So, this is, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, uh,
6: So the Western boundary has this sort of the Western boundary. Is the Carlos B Park the Hayward Japanese Gardens to the San Lorenzo Creek and following the creek all the way to A Street? Okay, that's well, the creek that makes the, the western, map. yeah, essentially. Thank you, along with Carlos B Park. Okay, great, thank you.
0: I just wanted to ask if the building, uh um,
3: that is being developed into a restaurant on A Street, but that's within
0: this boundary. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Thank you. Okay. Um I item
1: B is or sub-item B is the proposed text for the plaque. Um at the hatchery building. And then, you know the Linda was working on that a little bit. This
3: true. Uh, yeah, so um, at the board's uh, commission's direction, I contacted Diane Curry, the executive director of the Hayward um, Stark Museum, and she provided this information that uh, I believe was forward to everyone um, with a little bit of information about the building, which was a former uh, hatchery under two names. It was first the Castor Valley Hatchery. Um, and let's see. This was apparently built in the early 1920s. Um, the operator of the hatchery was Harry J. Toll. Uh, there were some original buildings on the site which no longer exist. Um, and in 1943, Mr. Toll sold the building to an Alvin and Rogers Short. And then this, this was renamed as the Hayward Hatchery which operated until about 1959, selling various types of chickens, and then later on other kinds of pets like dogs and cats, rabbits, et cetera, as well as pet supplies. And in about 1960, um, the address is listed as office space with several different businesses on the site. And she has no further information about the address um, after 1974, so it's a long time ago um so there's information here and i believe there's some more information in the sequa um, or there was a historical assessment done right. that was submitted with the uh, application right. so i would assume for a plaque we could just kind of mesh this information here with what was on the sequa report um, that being said, I don't have any specific language as to how that would Obviously, the uh, plaques would be pretty short, so I'm not sure what part of this history to focus on other than Castor Valley was a major uh, poultry and hatchery business site, uh, probably
0: the second largest outside of the city of Petaluma for a long time. Any questions? I think so.
6: One one question for you, Linda. In Fremont, there's Kimber Park uh, and the Kimber uh, nursery there, Kimber Hatchery uh, was a hatchery and they were raising eggs, uh, especially eggs that they were shipping all over the world. And it was a pretty large development uh, 100 years ago, plus or minus. And
0: I don't know how this one compares to that one. A-I-M-B-E-R. Yeah, There's not very much information about
6: specifically if they were selling
3: live chickens or the eggs or what
2: part of it they were doing.
6: The one in Fremont was selling eggs. Uh, they were doing um, some kind of genetic uh, breeding so that they, uh, they got a preponderance of a uh, particular type of eggs and, uh, and they were trying to get uh, more females than males. It was an interesting operation.
0: So would that be of interest to you to know what kind of? <laughs>
6: You mentioned it was the largest one outside of Petaluma, and I was just counting that a little
0: bit. Okay, thank you. Go ahead.
6: Um,
5: I've seen a lot of plaques where they have the actual old photograph, and then they put the wording on top of the old photograph, so you can see what it looked like, plus you get to hear the history of it. It's pretty
3: neat. So my question to the commissioners, and I think I brought this up at the last one, and I'm Um, Well, I'm clear what the answer was. Do do we wait on this plaque? In other words, are all these plaques or signposts for this historic area? Um, Do they need to be the same? Do we wait until we find out where where the process is on the historic district area before uh, doing any further exploration on this particular fact, other than getting a little more information about the chickens and the eggs.
6: May? Yes, please do. Uh, I would recommend that we work, uh, well, I mean, essentially, we we hold off on making any plaques or going ahead forward with any plaques. Because our report uh, from the, uh, the card last, last time, where you know, the, the money that they've uh receive the grants and the building a street is essentially closed Uh, but uh if we can uh much like what James was talking about if we can if we can leverage the developments and in this case hard and the county in terms of the development of a street and this whole park area if we can leverage them then I think we could actually Get bigger plaques and uh, and more signage in that area to uh, coincide with the idea of a historical district. Uh, so I I, um, I sure don't want us to be ignored uh, like uh, apparently we were um, with this tank house. But if we can. Uh, keep this up front and put this on the radar of both art and the the development agency then i i would like to hold off on establishing any plaques and utilize what what efforts monies talents um they have and they have plenty to um to really create some signage uh and some plaques
0: on uh, Yes, Al.
6: Yes. Yes. I I would like to propose that uh, we uh, make it a condition of the development that a plaque uh, of size and language be determined to be determined will be put as one of the conditions of uh, the development so that the developer it ends up doing putting the plaque because you're talking uh, essentially chunk change probably less than ten thousand dollars and uh and i would propose that the developer pay for that instead of the county paying for it,
0: it i
3: might just add um uh, you might want to consider that the, the when the developer came and, and spoke to you he did offer to put a plaque up uh and was very willing to do so I don't know exactly what the time frame is for the developer, but you might want to make sure that the plaque is part of the development, or you know that for that particular building, for the developer goes away. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know I don't know if the applicant will maintain ownership of the building. Or you know, move on to another project. I, I don't know what the um, the situation is there, but it, it it just seems like if you wait too long, the project might be done. The developer might move on, and it would be much more difficult to to
0: get the plaque done. That makes sense. Commissioner Schmaltz. Mm-hmm sort of determining these plaques and the language on them. Uh,
7: Commissioner Patterson had mentioned that Dr. Maris had uh, some historical knowledge about sort of the um, tribes in the area and their use of the location. And I'm wondering first, you know, where did that information come from? And wondering if it's the purview of this um, commission to sort of lead with the tribes to sort of get their version of what that that historic significance is, uh, so so that they can have their sort of words um, in that area as well, in addition to sort of the the you quote know, unquote Western
5: sort of uh, historical significance of the area. I agree, but uh, and
6: where uh, we finally got a hold of the Hayward Historical Society. So um, I think that's a great, a great idea. I also think that, um, you know, when, when Hard was describing the staging area that they were going to create next to the Ruby Street um, property, um, I thought that would be just ripe for signage and um, uh, plaques or or stands with, you know, signs uh, uh, that could go along the creek so um i'd like i think we would want to be part of that too
0: okay yes
5: um we should make them uh graffiti resistant because people do damage and do damage to the different uh, plaques so if we if we get a surface that is
0: more resistant to cleaning i think that's a good idea Okay. Um, i usually take a, a walk down to oyster
6: point and um, there is a sign that, that's what i'm thinking of there's a sign that talks about the wetlands and doesn't talk and it, it reads um, but, but essentially it has graphics it has um writing and it's on a uh, graffiti proof stand and it looks um, due south into the, the wetlands. Um, so, something like that was what I thought we could be a part of in, in looking at San Lorenzo Creek, both uh, to the east and to the west. Uh,
0: and that could also include this property on street as well. Okay. Thoughts? I have a suggestion. Um,
1: Why don't we make a plaque subcommittee so that people can actually be working on this idea and come up with whatever graphic tone, verbal tone, um, design structures are we're interested in? We want anti graffiti proof. They could do the research on the cost, installation. What should we make a plaque subcommittee? Is my question yes okay. so committees have a tendency to get things done you
3: might also want to consult for example hard because I believe they have experience with signage like that
1: very very smart idea. um I I'm, I'm interested in the graphic design so I'd like to be on, on the back it, but I don't want to share it <laughs> I'm responsibility here Anybody want to join me? Yeah. Okay, so I guess we've um, created a subcommittee between ourselves, and myself and Commissioner Farland So okay. I've started isn't it, so I
2: think she should
0: I, be on it. <laughs> I, I decline sharing, but um, I, I'll be
3: willing to uh, actually move off the. Commissioner yeah. yeah. Willis, sorry, I
6: need to speak. Yes.
3: Um, I would be willing to look into um, the history and provide some courage for the, the plan.
5: Great, because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that we need some things to get things actually. Keep in mind, we can only have three, three people on so the subject. Right.
1: right, and that's us. So that's gonna be yeah. myself and Commissioner Fleming, Commissioner Wils. So welcome to the part this
0: package. <laughs> So,
1: <laughs> can Oh, yes. And, public, would you like to speak on our um, discussion about what's going on
0: here? Uh, old business number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Dr. Maris, glad to hear from you.
9: Hi. Uh, hi. Good afternoon. And Maris here. Um, yeah, thank you for your, for your care about these historic things. Um, I did talk with uh, the hard uh, capital planning and development department uh, senior bond project manager Michael C. Williams Saturday. And he, you know, because they just got the funding approved for the trail. And I see on your agenda, the San Lorenzo Creekway trail is coming up. And so I I did talk to him and he was very interested in the, the plaques along the trail and where you know they were recommended to be placed and and they they might have a format for the plaques I don't know um I guess you'll find out (laughs) but he was very interested so I just wanted to throw his name out there Michael C. Williams at hard and uh he was asking uh for information about where where um you know good places for them to go along the trail would be as well as that trailhead there so uh Oh, that's all I have to offer. I'm still doing research on, on all this uh, stuff. And uh, I'll submit um, information as I get it together. Um, so that's my comment. Just thank you for caring about our neighborhood. And um, one of the things I'm researching is uh, what, what benefits can we offer to, to uh, homeowners or businesses in the area? Um, if, if anything is historic, you know, cause that's a concern that it takes away control of homeowners instead of helping them. And there are different funding opportunities um, available. So I'm looking into that, gathering that and what else? There's just a lot of stuff there. <laughs> so thank you for coming up with the boundaries. Um, I'm working on uh, other, you know, maps of, of other areas as well. Um, there's just really a lot of stuff here along the creek and uh, along these historic routes that's just been neglected and uh, is undergoing destruction, you know, every year more and more. So thank you. Um, that's all I have to say. Thanks. Thank you, Dr.
0: Mears. I think what happened the
9: talks about this
1: topic. We'll move on to our business, which is... Uh, the discussion of the budget and the fiscal our uh, budget request for fiscal year 2324. This is also continued from my last meeting that's why it's um part of the d- discussion will be funding for plaques. Another part will be funding for historic surveys because I think we determined in prior meeting that those are separate funding necessities, I guess, they they exist in different realms of of value and of potential location where we might get the funding. So we've separated the two concepts away from each other. And from what I remember, last time we uh, discussed maybe asking the planning department to contribute some of their budget towards our plaques, but not our redoing the surveys, not that we don't want them redone, it's just that would be a different financial ask. Am I remembering this question correctly?
0: And I
3: did talk to the, the planning director about uh, the, the budget for the coming fiscal year, and he thought that we could include uh, the $10,000 that you requested for plaques, right? Okay. Thank you for
1: giving us that update. Well, that will help the Plaque Subcommittee be able to get some concrete
0: numbers. Yes, Commissioner
6: Yeah, uh, I'm much more concerned about getting a historical analysis of the uh, unincorporated Alameda County um, that's uh, 45 or, or more years old. Um, <laughs> because it's been 20 years approximately since our last uh, historical walkthrough or windshield survey or anything else on historic buildings. And in 25 years, there's been a lot of development here in the county. And those buildings need to be preserved. Uh, they, if, we, if we blink, they're gonna disappear and we need to to identify the ones that are worth preserving. And it used to be that the State of California and SHPO State Historic Preservation Office felt that uh, the last and best was uh, the best one, the only one that we really need to focus on. They have changed their attitude now because they realize that uh, if you only save one then a fire can demolish it and you've lost your your whole historical uh aspect so now they're broadening that to more than one but not much more than one and so i we need to identify uh those buildings that are worth preserving and worth focusing on because there's been a lot of building done and and um, most of us it's been during our lifetime and and uh, you know, we don't realize that it's historic, but it is. And, and if we don't preserve it, it will be gone. And it's going to be expensive. Yes, it will be expensive. Yes,
0: Commissioner.
5: Well, I proposed an idea last time at one of our meetings, of going to the college professors. There's colleges in all the regions where we want to, in Alameda County, where we will, you know, we have Las Positas, we have Chabot, and we could have the historical, uh, classes with the professors and the students. That's like multiple people. Yes, I do
1: recall you you making that recommendation. In fact, I thought that recommendation of of yours about getting computer science students to help sift through data, would is actually a pretty savvy idea too. Um, But Liz had mentioned that the big problem with getting college students to do anything is that they have to be supervised and she doesn't have the staff to do it, and we don't have the capacity
5: to do it either. So it kind of leaves us in i I'm seeing if they make it a class project, and maybe we can get the professor, Maybe I can go down and talk to the professors at the colleges if you guys are okay with this. What do you have to say about this, <laughs> Commissioner?
7: Thoughts? Well, I'm a professor at uh, CSU East Bay, so I reached out to the history department um, and in. Talking with them about doing exactly what you propose, so I'm scheduled a meeting with one of the faculty there that has knowledge of historical surveys. Uh, they normally teach uh, a class on sort of local history, um, but I want I'm going to talk to them about this idea of historical surveys, and you know we, you know, from the perspective of the college courses, you know, you can make it an independent study, you can make it a service learning course all these sorts of things so i'm going to pursue that a little bit further and see uh what may come of it and uh if they have connections at uh the other local community colleges because so the only other one i would say at, at sort of the university level four-year institution would be uh berkeley uh, in the area in, in, in the county also. about cal state eastman that's where they were both that's where <laughs>
1: And the history department, of course, is a great place to go. I would also recommend the geography department. Science is not think idea to have sifting through data is a great idea to somebody could write an algorithm probably really quickly. One of these smart young kids just whip together a program that'll be like, oh, I can identify everything we need to identify from the assessment record." or whatever. Um but geography is another good class to look at our department to look into my my geography. Um, uh, the head of the department had a class in um, architecture and it, it was a field trip and we sort like every day we went out and we walked around the city where my university was in, in Arcadia. and uh, we got to review historic architecture and it was great being able we learned how to identify historic architecture based on what we learned in class, and that, that was, I mean, it wasn't our whole class, but it was a big chunk of our class that year. So, there may be geographers doing that kind of thing, too. So, thank you for trying, if asking, that's awesome.
3: Yes, the timing might work out well if we could arrange to do something in the fall when the, the new school year starts.
1: We very, very much agreed. So, will you could keep us updated on that? Um, Commissioner
7: Schmidt. Yeah, and I'll, I'll reach out to those additional departments and see if there's something uh, along the lines that could be sort of even between departments to work together. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Does this does that
1: work for you? Because <laughs> you're the one who brought it up. So, this was your idea. Do you feel like there could be comfortable with that effort? Yeah. Okay, great. Because okay, I think that's, um would be the best way to approach. Um, Commissioner Menard's interest, that I think actually we all share an interest in having survey. I think this is a good creative way to look for how to get that done on the cheap, <laughs> as they say, so that's a great thing. Um, would anyone, does
0: anyone from the public have any comments they want make about this? There are no raised hands. Okay. Well
1: then, and I think we should move on to item number three, which is you're considering a letter of support for preservation in Alameda.
6: Still doing
1: research. Okay. We keep it on the agenda as a and just visit back periodically with you guys, with you to see how it's going. because we will. I mean. Uh, or, if you think it's going to be a while, we can take it off and then schedule it when necessary. Okay, then um, item number four is the discussion of our commission vacancies. There are still vacancies here. So where are we at with filling them? Do we does anybody have any ideas? Does anybody apply? Yeah.
2: They
3: haven't heard from any of the supervisor's offices. Nice.
0: Well, then um,
1: why don't we take that off of our agenda? Because I think we've all talked about it enough that we all know that this is sort of a standing order amongst all of us to try to promote um, and encourage uh, likely people to... Participate in this wonderful venture that we're on. So why don't we take it off the agenda because we don't need to discuss it now that we understand um, How many vacancies there are um, And how we can direct people towards information about what we do And that kind of stuff. So we're good with that. We're good with that. So please remove um, item number four from future agenda items And I did forget to mention or ask if anybody in the public wants to say anything about our vacancies. Um, i speak up and say that you want to join. Come on, we're waiting for that digital hand. No, no, shucks. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, then we'll move on to number five, which is discuss- discussion of our Mills Act. Um, we do have a Mills Act.
7: Subcommittee. So is there an update from our subcommittee? Update. no um, updates to the original draft letter I sent out. I received uh, no comments from anyone, um, which is fine if it's a good good letter. Uh, So we can either move forward um, if you want, and I can potentially work with Liz about the uh, template language that the um, uh, Planning Department will use for, for contact. Uh, and then put that into a potential final version, if that, if that makes sense uh, for the commission. That sounds great, I appreciate
1: it. I do have a couple edits, and I meant to submit to you, and I forgot. That's not really a very good excuse, so I'll either get on it, or accept what is completely acceptable that you've already written, because I like what you've written. So to you.
0: Anyway, so does the public have any comments about this? Okay.
1: And um, do you, does everybody want to? I, I guess we did have the potential to approve the draft letters. Do we just want to approve them as, as written or do
7: we want to wait till our next meeting? What do you think? Based so on what you just I think we can wait till the next meeting to get the final versions to okay. I didn't, I just didn't want to yeah. just because I had a thought didn't <laughs> we had to follow
1: everything so Anyway, okay so then uh, without any raised hands from the public we can move on to number six which is our continuing projects that we are pretty much informational only so let me start at the top um, we do have our pending nominations to the historic register I think there are four of them now or is there five and we are still at four okay so um. Probably now that the Board of Supervisors' existing agenda has been backlogged because of the um, It's probably going to be even harder to get that onto their agenda, isn't it? But you did say that at least the letter for the library went out
3: to them, right? Yes, uh, I sent your previous letter to each of the supervisors. Okay.
1: And that's because that there originally had been the supervisors' meeting schedule with the library on the agenda, correct? Mm-hmm. But I'd like to say that I appreciate you sending that out. Um, that was timely and important. And I'm glad that she
0: did that. So thank you. But as far as it stands, we are still in stall mode for getting
1: these. This potentially to the board so we can vote on, or they can vote on whether or not to nominate them to the register. On the register, if they put them on the board.
0: Yeah, we
3: you nominated. nominated the board. So, mon- we
1: have not been agendized. None of these have been agendized yet, correct?
3: Right? That, that's correct.
1: And there, we don't have the potential. Um, idea of when we might get the six months from now, you said last time, so five months.
0: Um,
3: After we get the housing element into the state.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: I just, I need to see what our hopeful shot in the dark is. yeah, I can see you want
3: to say something. What is that? I know I'm just still concerned, especially after the conversation this morning,
9: um, that um, if they're not on, if they don't, if the board doesn't
3: vote, on putting on the register prior to voting on um, whether to demolish the buildings, um, especially the library, that um,
0: won't be um, protected. I I understand that I'm
3: doing the very best I can. The the priority right now has to be finishing the housing home. And and I I am working nights, days, weekends, holidays. I am doing everything I can. And I will get the get them to the board as
0: soon as possible. Okay. Um
1: then we have the plaque for Meekland which I guess will be redirected into the subcommittee for plaques. <laughs> got letter name first. But um, I, can't, I can't imagine anyone has an update on that
3: plaque right now. Well, we, we did show you... Uh... A mock up of a plaque several months ago. Oh, yes, months
1: ago. I thought you were going to say just today. <laughs> no, I don't remember seeing But I do remember seeing it months ago. Yes, that's, we'll incorporate that into
0: work. subcommittee. Sound fair? For okay, great. So, other
1: continuing projects are all the proposed trails. We've got the Nas Trail, the Santa Rosa Creekway, the Foothill Trail Master Plan. All of those are still. Up and running, and we're happy to know that they're going on. Yes, Commissioner Menard, I can see you have something you want to say. You're about
6: to play something really. Which one? Uh, Uh, What, the Niles Canyon Trail? uh, Niles Canyon Trail, last I heard, it has not yet been funded, but I think some of the others have been. Yeah, the
1: San Lorenzo Creek Way
6: Trail was funded. And the foothill trail is
1: oh I don't know if it's Sunday but it, they've got a massive plan for it sounds pretty sounds close to Monday. Um,
3: um, much of the um, the foothill trail um, will be built by developers. It's going to go through a lot of the, the Caltrans properties, um, starting in the uh, the incorporated area and moving. Uh, south through the the Caltrans properties in the City of Hayward, okay. so that it'll it'll be developed in pieces as as the land is developed. So I'm going to recommend that
1: we not talk about the trails anymore because we've it's we've mm-hmm. learned all about them. We've learned how they got funded. We supported them. We just need to wait to get them built, right? And then we can go walk on them or ride a bike on them or something. But or do we feel like we have, what purpose?
3: I think there was some concern about the of San Lorenzo Creek on one of the trails with um, Acton the Creek. I, I don't have any details, but it
5: okay. might be one
3: reason that we won.
5: I think, again, that they should incorporate because they got a lot of trees there when we went out and did our walkthrough. There's a lot of old trees that are like 150 years old and more. And they're talking about in the development, is this right, Liz, they're going to clear cut those trees and only have like, are they cutting down like 90 trees? Is this true?
3: Mm, for the trails.
5: No, but I meant for the development in that area.
3: There, well, that's not the agenda item we're, we're talking about, but either there would be some trees removed for that development, yes. Well, um,
1: I was just wondering what further impact we could have. I mean, it's interesting to track these. I, I granted that I find them interesting. However, it seems to me like there should be a, a potential call to action for us to have it constantly be reviewed on our agenda. I'm just trying to find ways to trim our agenda down to make our meetings more compact. But if you guys want to keep the one that we don't know is funded, which is the Niles Canyon Trail, you want to keep that one on and then, and to, unless something happens with the Creek Trail, I mean, the
6: San Lorenzo or the Federal Trail that we just will not off I was, yeah. I, I was initially, okay with um, dropping these from the agenda but i do think we should keep them because certainly the San Lorenzo Creekway when considered with the historical district considered with what hard is planning on doing which is going to be a long term project um, and the Niles Canyon in much the in the same capacity it's not funded we you know we want to see it funded we want to see it happen these trails um, yeah, e- even the even the, the foothill trail master plan, we we know what the master plan is. We've seen it, but it's it's behooves the, the developer to, to build it. So I, I think we should probably somehow keep it on the agenda as a as a talking point or something to touch yeah. upon. Now, well, that's where it sits. It's in the informational only section. So yes, Go ahead. One of the other aspects we need to consider is also the signings along these trails, and uh, I I think it's important that we. Now, make sure there's a historic reference to a lot of the signage for the trees, the plants, the buildings, or whatever is along the trails. Well, then
5: we'll add that into the subcommittee. (laughs) Signage, signage, subcommittee, Um, trail signage.
2: Okay.
1: And we'll, I guess, keep this on the agenda just because I don't want to check it off. I
2: feel
1: democratic. Sharing position here. Um, is there any? Oh, Mom, okay. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say the public, but I don't know if I I obviously um, kind of skipped over their contributions to the first two things. Maybe I'll wait till I get to the end of the updates on continuing projects to the end number six altogether. Um, right now I'm going to do um, subset D or whatever it is, uh, miscellaneous, which includes all of our miscellaneous little. Projects, the, C- the Lorenzo Theater Restoration, um, the Caltrans 84 Bridge Project, Route 84 Bridge Project, and the Little Walk Cabin in Carlos B Park, and the possible skate park at the Adobe Center. Um, are there updates about, of information, new information that we have on any of these things, or are they just track along?
0: I think on the um,
3: proposed skate park, I think the person from Hard was pretty clear that there weren't that nothing was going to happen on that. So unless the skateboarders, you know, come to him and talk to Hard about it, so I, I think we can take that off.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, I just did along the same talk stuff. Uh, did you know there's a BMX park in uh, Livermore? Between Livermore and Pleasanton. Oh, that's
6: how the kids would love that. I was like, the kids, Casper, I don't love that. But anyway, um, yes. On the Count Trans Route 84 bridge project, it is uh, still moving ahead, as far as I know. And uh, there's uh, signage on the bridge uh, on both sides, uh, uh, some kind of a metal plate. Uh, it used to say brass, but now you've identified it as a metal plate as far as i know it is any bridges were put in in the 1930s or thereabouts and uh, the museum and uh, local history washington township Museum, in the local history in fremont uh, contacted and they're willing to accept those plaques if we can get them off and i've talked to a person who's working on Uh, the 84 project, and uh, he's making contact with whoever's working on the project to try to access and and recover those plaques before they get uh, essentially round five someplace.
0: That sounds like an excellent
1: um, update. (laughs) That's a lot of information. That's kind of what we've been hoping for this whole time. So I hope, um, I'm glad Washington Township will start. I'm willing to take the plaques, and I hope that we're able to find the um, developer, the construction group that's going to remove it so that you can get your hands on those. That's a great update. Thank you. Um, so the, the log cabin is kind of your the, that project. Do you have an update?
5: No, no update at this time. Do you want to keep it in the no. Yeah, they were. They last time we had the meeting, they were talking about putting Aloni um, type things inside the building, but I'm afraid that because it's not going to be watched, that it may get vandalized. So I don't think it's a good idea to do that. So you did express that. But I think.
1: Um,
0: well, we'll keep an eye on
1: what Hart does. on. Um, in fact, we could make just a whole thing about. Let's keep an eye. But um, that might be a better agenda. I love all of Hard's projects. into The subheading of Hard's projects, uh, including the trails, um, their ownership of everything, pretty much from uh, that little house to escape um, to pretty much everything. <laughs> Hard's Hard's our partner in in preservation, so and
5: recreation too. So. Yes. I got one more question. Uh, I've noticed that the San Lorenzo Theater restoration. I noticed that they haven't been working on it. It's kind of like I haven't seen any workmen out there or anything for the longest time now. Is it because of the weather or are they?
3: I'm not sure. I think they may have they've done what they're going to do for now to the exterior, and, and I, I think they may be moving toward working on the interior to okay, I
0: don't see the fire any, any trucks
5: or anything out there for the longest time now, so I'm just curious. So it strikes
1: me as we've got a great presentation about this from um, economic development, and the, you know, these projects, they kind of trek on and on and on and on. I'm happy to keep it on the agenda, but again, unless something like Serious happens to it. I mean, we could just have it be part of our announcements, comments, and reports at the end of um, you know, at the end of our meeting. If somebody wanted to bring it up, like, oh yeah, I just heard this about the theater. I don't know. I'm thinking that I want that to be removed from our agenda. Mm. But uh, I do want to keep the bridge Project therapist. I think it's a good development where Commissioner Bernard was talking about.
6: Yeah. I, I like your uh, your um, idea about hard and a, a presentation or an update about hard projects because that they pretty much fund everything we're interested in. So it would be nice to hear from them on a uh, a regular basis, I mean, with, it um, no, at least it more than annual, semi quarterly. Uh, quarterly, would nice. quarterly would be nice because it does incorporate. All the things that we've been talking about
0: okay that's a good idea um i will i'll reach out to my colleague. what i can find out.
1: <laughs> and um so now uh item number six old business could open up to the discussion public discussion it would like anyone in the public would like to say anything about it 6a
4: through b and all of the. wonderful Kelly. go ahead yeah thank you um on the uh nike canyon on um, niles canyon trail um there was uh uh so the supervisor vye was working right up until the end the literal end and uh, uh like a, a short time before he passed uh they uh uh, his office and the office of supervisor david halbert put out an announcement that they're going to be uh shutting down that uh, niles canyon road and holding that uh ciclovia event the uh, stroll and roll will be held at the end of september this year which is really fast because they just held one um like less than a year ago so uh they're going to hold hold one at the end of september which is a very big deal those that those things are are very huge, very well attended, and Supervisor Valle was uh, was uh, out there putting is setting this up uh, with uh, Supervisor Howard uh, right at the, right just recently. Um, so that probably one of the last things he got he got done. And uh, the San Lorenzo Creekway uh, thing um, that the hard has been working on that very 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 hard. Uh, uh, there's a little there's a pun in there, I guess. And um, they uh, the way they did that, they got some funding. They got money from like one state agency and they got money from some other I th- probably a state program. But I don't know, some other program. And, and neither one was enough to build. The, but uh, between the two of them, it added up to enough money. And they've been they've been trying and failing on getting uh, funding for a long for a while now. And now between these two things, they now have enough money. And that means that it's going to take uh, another two years worth of uh, probably planning or I, I don't know what they're going to be doing for the next two years, but it's not building. And then maybe about two years from now, they think they're hoping to get to get started on this uh, Creekway. So the, they, they got the money out of the way. And I guess it, projects nowadays take a lot of planning, a lot of permits, a lot of whatever. And uh, this thing is... And now it looks like it's two years away not not the finishing but the starting of this thing so it's very exciting very very exciting this uh, this creekway um, and they 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 had a little bit of opposition but um, really if you look at it all, all, on paper it's it's a very very deserving project it goes through a lot of uh, communities that need more more uh, recreational facilities a lot of people that are not at the top end of the uh, of the uh, income distribution uh and uh, they need uh they they need and it's a little bit crowded and they need this stuff so they're going to get they're going to get something that uh, that they need it's uh it's very good thanks thank you Kevin.
0: So, yes that's exactly how i was feeling
1: yes we are ready to have commission announcements comments and any reports that anyone would like to provide? We start at
0: that end.
6: Thank you. Um, Go ahead, Commissioner, Martin. thank you. I I was recently uh, informed by uh, another public agency, the Patterson House Advisory Board, that I must attend a Brown Act study session. Uh, and I did, and it was a very educational study session, and I've talked to Liz about it, and I think uh, we need to put a Brown Act study session on our uh, agenda because there's some things on it that I think are questionable about how we are adhering to the Brown Act, and I I think it would, uh, although it wouldn't affect us personally, what would happen, as I understand it, is uh, decisions that we might make might get uh, canceled, and then we would have to redo it in a public format and do it in front of God and everybody. And, and I don't know whether the results would be necessarily the same, but uh, it, and then the cities could or county could be sued uh, for failure to inform the public of what's going on. Uh, and that's, I think, the most important thing that we can do right now is to. Uh, Have a Brown Act training session, so I'd like to have Liz put that on the agenda for a future meeting. I think that's a great idea. Can we do that, Liz?
3: We'll talk to County Council and see when they're available to attend the meeting.
0: That's great. Thank you, Alan. That's a great suggestion. So,
5: any one thing I had was that, uh, I was wondering if we could get business cards because if we're going to be doing the work of the commission, we need something to pass out to people when we're doing the work of the commission. So I was going to ask Liz if there was some way we could get generic cards or something.
2: They
3: can ask. I'm not aware of ever doing that before, but I, 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 mean, think so. I
5: would be willing to purchase it on my own. I just want something. So when we do work for the commission, we have something that... Uh, us, identifies us and you know makes us look more official than just walking in and asking for information about a badge like a like a, like a sheriff's
6: badge kind. i think that's a good idea for guys like me who jump fences and i, I would like to get shocked for not having a business card or a badge saying, saying who i was
1: yeah.
6: Yeah, maybe uh, instead of having like a badge with
1: little stars on it, like the sheriff says, we could just have like a, a picture badge, like a name placard thingy her, you know, says, oh, here we are. And then we instead of having to have like 500 of them for the business cards, we go one flash
5: meeting. It just makes it easier when you make contacts and you make, um, yeah. get together with people who have business cards. Oh, yeah, cards. yeah,
1: I agree with I agree. Absolutely agree. Um you my business cards for all of just
6: <laughs> what's that i said you put to my business cards for all <laughs> just, yeah. I, I like badges I yeah, I I have I, a, I, like a name badge kind of thing but it makes
1: this look official and what would we put on it the, the county logo of course and then um what prh, the logo?
6: PRH commission
1: yeah um well that's more reason to come up with a good logo for the commission
5: still working on that graphics. Right. one more question Liz if if I wanted to get business cards made could I could do that with your approval
3: but again I'll have to check what the protocol is okay. I, I I don't feel I can just say yeah sure go ahead okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there are let, let me know next meeting okay. well, well for for county employees there's certain you know there's a certain format
0: there might be some formatting yes. If it's OK. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you have an update? Nothing. I, I think just a question. Um, now that we're meeting um, in
3: person, are we still going to get the token started that we had before? Uh, I assume so. Um, I-
0: there's a lot we're
3: still figuring out I
0: mean, coming back to, to
3: in-person i did bring up it, i know you mentioned that at the last meeting and i i did mention it um but I, i'm not sure exactly what the the what was a one
1: that we had to fill out that showed how many miles we drove to get here or was that it what was. it was is that we had four i think there was a form so yes it was yeah so that would be helpful if we could be provided with that form every week at least those of us who have to travel is there a way to get here that would be great if that could be available for our next meeting and it could maybe be retroactively applied to this one once we
0: that'd be great and how about you michael well, it's... Um, Madam Chair, can
6: we go back one? Uh, the whatever it is, the miners thing. Uh, after we, I, I think if we establish our address, and then if the if county checks our address before we're meeting at and determines how what the whatever the fee is or the money that we get. Uh, if we're here, we ought to get it and without filling out a form or maybe just sign a doc up that we're here instead of filling out a piece of paper every week or every month.
1: Because if the meetings are in a fixed location, we all are most likely coming from fixed locations, so we'll know the exact amount of miles that we've yeah. driven every time that we come here. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to consider. I don't know why the form was the way it was, but I do think the form did exist we am stay the actual mileage on the form, but I'm not sure. I like I like the idea of that We're present and then that's all that matters. <laughs> then we qualify for the stipend, whatever it
0: is. Um no, it's a good that's a good comment. So on that list. Johnson, <coughs> you guys are all awesome. Sorry.
1: Include you. Um, we have administrative items for future meetings. Hopefully, we'll put the Cherryland Firehouse on the next agenda. Yeah. And um, nobody's talked to Dennis yet, have they, about the regional coming in and saying hi? No. Okay, that's fair enough. And I'm, um, yeah, right. we could just <laughs> GSA. Probably not with, that in
3: I, I haven't talked to them yet. That's, yeah, that, that would imply, yes, that I was correct. Okay, great. Meeting's done. Bye. <laughs> great, guys. Thank you for making it quick and painless.